This is Trice Talk live. It's Wacky Wednesday for May the 26th, 2021. And uh, Dennis Lee hadn't shown up yet. So, hey, Jess Duck. It's just you and I for the moment. Uh, is that, are you really calling in or is that, uh, are you really calling in or is that a mistake? <laughs> okay. I thought so, but it stayed up there for a couple of seconds. So I thought, hey, maybe, maybe she's serious. <laughs> Not trying to pressure you or anything. Um, yeah, let me see if I can. Up, uh, oh, I see his name pop up there. So uh, let me click him in. Maybe, maybe not. There it is. Hello, Dennis Lee. Hello, Don and Wayne. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I thought Jess was calling in again, and uh, I got I got, oh, fooled. I got fooled again. Nope. Fooled me once, fooled me twice. Uh, you can probably fool me every time. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> it's so easy to do when I see that sign flash up there. It happens. Yeah, I was uh, playing some music and uh, realized that I hadn't turned the uh, Bluetooth thing on yet. So there should be a nice recording of phone connected on our tape. Oh, I listened wow. to it earlier. Well, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> electronics. <laughs> it's, it's. Oh, okay. What? Uh, who? Okay, what? <laughs> I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go again. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, what? Who? What? <laughs> Who's on first? Uh, oh, he's on second. Uh, or he's on third. Uh, uh, he's on third. Well, it's a good thing it's Wacky Wednesday uh, or just nothing. We don't have to make sense, you know, for the first 10 minutes. We we don't, do we? Or actually for the, for the next two sense. hours, I guess. If, if we uh, right. so desire. Oh, well. Well. Indeed. Just, uh, oh, there was there were several things going on today that that if it were a political day we could we could hash around, but uh, that's not what we're here for tonight. So uh, we'll, this wackiness, Whoa. we'll, we'll Whoa. shove it over to the next thing. <laughs> well, and then what? Um, what? I think they say circle back around or something. I don't know. Circle back. That I think they've got that on a t-shirt now. Ain't no circle back, girl. Is that a song? I was... Who was that well, listening? Holler, listen, Hollerback. Girl. Hollerback. Would you say no circle back girls? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I oh. think they actually have that on YouTube. Somebody did. did um, um, yeah, they did this, that too. They did that to that song and did Circle Back Girl. So, yeah, I was thinking maybe that you and I should do an Instagram post for a ad, you know, for the show. Uh, oh, okay. I've been pressured, and I was trying to think of some things pressured. that we, yeah, feel pressured uh, that we could do to to do an Instagram post, you know, for our promotional thing. Yeah. Um. And it was actually, actually, I had a little, little, uh, well, I'll save that for later. <laughs> uh, just some ideas for some remote, you know, and I, you and I have been talking about some remotes. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And actually, so we need to talk about that um, for Sunday. It's, it's, I think it's be kind of a neat thing for us to do a, a live thing with a special theme. And maybe outside of the studio, maybe something yeah. you know exposes to the a, world. Oh yeah, if I'm up for full exposure. There's a lot of uh, festivals coming up. Um, you know the all kinds of things that could create exposure out there. I'm so, sure. There's uh, the, yeah. there's the uh, summer nudist meeting up there at Canton, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they call it the Shekels. Event. <laughs> Shekels. <sure. laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, I uh, yeah, because we you know we actually went to up near the square this past weekend and saw they had the um, farmers market out there. Um, you know, so there's people setting booths up, and I mean, well, Georgia, you don't have to have a mask anymore, so it's like COVID just dissipated. It's gone. It's well, it's not a bad game. thing. It's gone away. No, it's not. It's uh, uh, a little perplexing, but no, no, it's not a bad thing. But, you know, it's 
there's still places where they want to treat you like there's, you know, that, that you uh, are still in danger. So, but not so that we're going to be going to any of those, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Did the Marietta thing look like it was anything hopeful? Um, yeah, they, um, I mean, now there was, this, there was a bunch of booths for the farmer's market. So I don't know. Um, we probably have to catch one of the festivals coming up, you know, for the summer. Oh boy. Um, someone's, someone's, <laughs> Uh huh. I need to make a pit stop there, did you, Donald Wayne? I was <laughs> short on time. Oh boy. Um, ah, the cool water. Remember, <laughs> Pappy Old Daniels <laughs> and cool water. <laughs> we ain't got no constituency. <laughs> <laughs> We're mass communicating. Um, <laughs> Oh, oh boy. Did, that's a good role for him in that movie. Oh, it was, wasn't it? But uh, yep. yeah, no, there, it looks like there'll be lots of opportunities for that. So everybody stay tuned for one of those events in a town nearby. To well, us. I mentioned that to Mr. <laughs> Producer, and uh, he was um, kind of kind of excited about that opportunity, maybe to oh, well, go, go out and <laughs> get exposed. Um, well, you know. Nothing, uh, the one night in the pokey won't take care of. Um, I, so we'll have to keep I, it reeled I, in. Okay, now there's an in, I have an interesting question. So, why did they call that the pokey? You think <laughs> <laughs> one night in the my, pokey? <laughs> I have my own ideas, <laughs> and uh, none of them are any good. So, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it. But, it automatically leads you down one one road when you say oh, that it does yeah it sounds yeah, sounds like something foul you know, indeed so. i mean the word poke used to you know back in ancient times used to meant i mean you just you know you you pushed on someone or you 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 touched them um uh, forcefully <laughs> i guess i should say oh well i guess um <laughs> I used to use that on Biden quite a bit when he was a youngster. Um, you know, <laughs> they used it I on It <laughs> also means somebody who's slow, I guess, too. Pokey? You kind of poke along, yeah. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. Okay, well, but spending a night in the pokey, that, you know, you put all that and it just changes the whole meaning altogether. Yeah, you know, or a hot poke sandwich. Um, what? Oh, Lord. <laughs> what? Was <laughs> oh, that in some film that you were watching? <laughs> I don't get those channels anymore. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, multiple uses for that word. Okay. Well, um, maybe coming soon to a venue near you. Uh, right. Never know when you might see the trash talk boys out there harking their goods. <laughs> That's right. Harking, not hawking. Yeah, a bad plan, Jess. I hear you. Oh. Well, it would make sure there's no danger to anyone else um, or ourselves. So, <laughs> no. Okay. Well, let's see. 
You got anything interesting to share before we move on no. to the uh, other? No, no, nothing um, standing out right now. No. <laughs> Okay. I'll uh, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing going to attention at the moment, but I will uh, make sure to lay out the call policy when we get more folks in here. So, <laughs> the first story well, he, he is a thirsty one, isn't he? <laughs> the- oh, welcome, Communidad, and Yick and Verlammer. <laughs> Yick. And uh, <laughs> what? Yick and Verlammer? Where? I, I had to pull the screen over to see that one. <laughs> I see Yip or Yick, but I don't see Verlammer. <laughs> okay. Hey, fit and found. Well, that one I can see. All right. Oh, boy. Um, you know, with all this talk about, uh, you know, air pollution and stuff and global warming, I came across this story and I hope we haven't used this before. Uh, I don't think so, but it did sound familiar. Pulling vodka from the air. We haven't done that. Have we pulling vodka from From the the air? air. Yeah. You you remember doing that? When I repeat those things, um, no, okay. no, we never pulled it. From, we pulled it from the store shelf, but never from the air. Okay, um, that's different. All right. Well, I'm then. Then I'm safe. Then I can talk about this for a minute. I saw this Are article you? on the Good News Network by Andy Gob- Gobbly Corbley Gobbler Corbley Corbley maybe could be French. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, I seem to get those countries wrong when I guess where people are from. But uh, so they're pulling vodka from the air. Uh, Carbon negative spirit comes from captured CO2, according to this article. Uh, There is a company that actually started making vodka from uh, deposited atmospheric carbon. And they were doing Mm. this before the pandemic. And they were actually... uh, pretty successful as they had a good business going they were selling bottles uh up in new york city new york city uh for 75 dollars a bottle um oh wow i think it was called bespoke bod- vodka 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 oh yeah vodka. Vodka. yeah it's like uh, you eat you drink that with baklava mm. but uh yeah, they were oh. selling it for $75 a bottle. They they were getting it uh, out of the air, basically. Um, well, it had to be cheap. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I would imagine that takes a lot of expensive equipment. But um, they were actually trying to get to produce ethanol, and they were going to use it for some other things. But then they said the... Um, the uh, ethanol they were getting was of such high purity, they decided to make premium spirits out of it instead. Uh, the company that started that was called Air Company. Real simple. And um, it says the company converted CO2 into ethanol in the same way that plants 
use photosynthesis. So, you know, uh, sounds uh, that makes it sound simple. But uh, so anyway, the pandemic came along and then all that kind of shut down because of the bars and everything. But now they're back and uh, says the vodka's back after winning a world changing idea award from Fast Company. Boy, these are simple names for companies, aren't they? Fast Company, the Air Company. Um, Hmm. So they spoke to the founders about the, the invention. And so now they're doing it again. We're doing what we're doing, not just to contribute ourselves to fighting climate change, but to help empower other people to fight climate change and the everyday decisions they make. Um, and that's one of the reasons that we target consumer goods, says the uh, CTO. I guess that's uh, chief technical officer, I would imagine. I don't know. I've not seen CTO before. Uh, their technology of producing ethanol is now being turned towards the fragrance and perfume sector. Another consumer good that needs high purity ethanol. I didn't know that either. Did you? I did you, not. Do you, uh, you still use foo-foo? Uh, no, it's poo-poo now. No. What? <laughs> that you put on your body? Poo-poo. Okay. All right. So, um, well, anyway, they're using that to whatever it is you smear on yourself. That's what they're, they're getting it from this ethanol. Um, last few things here says carbon dioxide gets a bad rap for the greenhouse effect it causes in the atmosphere, but its constituent elements are among the most fundamental building blocks of nature. So if harvested, Oh, I can't even say this next word, so I'm going to skip it. <laughs> if harvested, emissions can be used with modern technology to create practically anything. Uh, Air Company Tech says, thanks to a partnership with NASA, it is be- being used to capture CO2, convert it into ethanol, and then into glucose, a basic sugar molecule that can be used to produce food aboard spaceships. Are you standing in the wind, Dennis Lee? <laughs> uh, but the last thing that is said, besides producing food on the spaceships, it says, including lab-grown meat. Ooh. Did we talk about lab-grown meat one night? You Did you talk no, about No, I it? talked about you know rotten meat that can get you high. Oh, um, yeah, okay. Well, this sounds about as nasty. How do you grow meat? In a lab. I mean, I guess you take a, a a couple of cells from a cow or something, and then you just bombard it with, I don't um, know. I don't know, Todd. <laughs> it just um, doesn't but, sound like, I mean, if it's on the menu, it says lab-grown meat, I'm not getting it. I'm no. not ordering that. It's fresh out of the Petri dish, y'all. Um, well, you know, maybe if you're in space, you'll eat anything. Yeah, well, you know, put some A1 on it, and it won't really matter, will it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're floating around in, Frank, in the, in the space Franks, station. You know, Franks? Put that on everything. Boy, so, wouldn't that look weird to have a bunch of weenies floating around in, in a space capsule, you know? They I'm sure they've done it already. <laughs> they probably sure. let all kinds of things uh, float around the cabin. Uh, but they have. <laughs> All right, good. So okay. You might want to check that. 
got a got a leaky valve there. Um, it's up to you. So <laughs> there's a story about a uh, Texas woman who gets fired after jumping into a monkey enclosure at a local zoo. Did you say monkey? Um, a monkey. Oh, monkey. <laughs> a, mo- a monkey. Go away, you know, monkey. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, there was a Texas woman who jumped into a monkey enclosure to feed the animals hot Cheetos. Um, hot. No, they weren't like hot, like out of the oven. The flaming hot Cheetos. This dumbass oh, thought it I've would seen be those. funny to feed that to the uh, monkeys in the zoo. <laughs> and this was actually... Um, uh, she was fired from her job as a litigation assistant over her irresponsible and reckless behavior, as she should. Uh, welcome to Way. Welcome, PBG. Um, the woman was identified by news reporters as Lucy Ray and was seen in the El Paso Zoo enclosure in an Instagram video shared on Saturday. In the video, Ray can be heard giggling and seen throwing and handing the Cheetos to the monkeys. What are you, five? Um, You know, she had Cheeto dust all over her mouth. I mean, you know, no telling where those Cheetos have been. I mean, putting the monkeys in danger, Donald Wayne. That's uh, that's horrible. I don't think so. That is horrible. Um, They had some Alka-Seltzer or something. Right. Well, you know, like, yeah, you don't give those to birds. Um, We absolutely do (laughs) not condone this irresponsible and reckless behavior. We support the El Paso Zoo, and our thoughts go out to the spider monkeys, Libby uh, and Sunday, um, and hope they will recover from this very traumatic experience. Love it, law firm said in a statement about Ray when announcing her termination on Tuesday. Um, poor little Ribby and uh, Ribby, Ribby, <laughs> poor, poor little Ribby. I think that was their son, Libby and Sunday. I mean. Um, that could be detrimental to a, to an animal to have something so spicy in their little tummy. Um, <laughs> El Paso, well, you know, and they just stick those things anywhere, too. I'm just saying, I've seen them. El Paso Zoo director Joe Montesano told KVIA of El Paso that Ray's actions were dangerous to herself and the two monkeys, Libby and Sunday, who accepted her spicy snacks. Um the monkeys are on a specialized diet, you idiot, and exposure to new foods can make them sick, especially flaming hot Cheetos. Dumbass. The woman also could have put the animals at risk of catching COVID 19, he added. I mean, she was seen, you know, eating those Cheetos and licking them and probably handed one she had half in her mouth to one of the monkeys. I mean, what does she think? Um, it says right there, don't feed the animals. Obviously, she's um, not. the zookeeper Mason Cleast said Ray's interaction could harm the trust uh, the monkeys have built with the zoo staff so now great thanks a lot Ray there's going to be a riot in uh, the monkey um, exhibit at the zoo Uh, thanks a lot so um, the El Paso Police Department is investigating a case involving a woman who trespassed into a monkey enclosure at the El Paso Zoo. A spokeswoman uh, told the Washington Examiner 
the identity of the person involved will only be revealed when and if an arrest is made. Well, um, little footnote there, people. They already identified the lady um, all throughout this article. So, yeah, don't don't give um, don't give snacks to animals at the zoo. They just don't need your spicy Cheetos. Oh, just I mean, really. Have you eaten any of those spicy? They can be quite, yeah, they can be quite painful. Um, you know, can be quite painful. Hey, welcome, Rico. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, people. How do you uh, say what? No, oh. I don't know. <laughs> um, did, did you say something offensive? I, I didn't catch that. What's um, those? I do. I probably did. Um, but that's all I got on that. So um, don't, yeah, don't don't feed the monkeys anything spicy. We don't know if they're accustomed to that or not. I mean, if I had a monkey, he would be eating spicy food. So I'll bet he'd be eating yeah. tacos and nachos and tacos and huevos rancheros. I mean, really. Yeah. Hey, you know that's that's something we can do on the uh, a live cast too we can uh do a Make nacho fest yeah oh, oh Lord. do do that whole process Tri- that we go through try talk whole uh try stock homemade texas nachos yeah um, yeah I mean, like a cooking show like uh yeah you it's... know like to like diners drive-ins and dives with try talk um, yeah we'll, we'll see if fold what's his name can drive up in that uh that hot rod he's got and hop out, and, you know, wherever we happen to be making them. So. <laughs> Imagine it'd be. No. Hey, BP. Hey, Somewhere Ralph. close. Hey, BP. Yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah, that's a thought. Okay. Going to make people hungry, Donald Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, and thirsty. Really? Yeah, it's it's the flowing over here. Go ahead, go it's, ahead, it's pour up BP, pour BP up a glass. He, he just uh, I guess you need to looks, do the uh, call-in thing. Uh, Rico was Rico was. Oh, to... okay. Um, so they uh, there you go. We'll pass that on over to BP. Um, the uh, Tristock call-in policy is that if you're a first-time caller, you must first chat down uh, or let, let us know what you want to talk about down in the chat and um, once we approve that then we can get you up into the call box where you will have three minutes before we have to gently bring you back down into the chat room so we can keep the flow of the show but um, thank you that was our call policy um, so What were you saying? I don't okay. know. I, did you hear a word I said? Uh, me? Yeah. I didn't know you were talking to yeah. me. <laughs> uh, you're talking to me? What am I, funny? What am I, a clown? I was, I was, just, I was, I was trying to thank uh, Ralph Williams for the gift. Oh, okay. Uh, um, my things are noisy. Yes, they are. Where sure. were we before you did the, <laughs> did the, the announcement? I, 
I know we were talking about. Uh, it's your it's your turn. It's your turn. Yeah. It's my turn. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I got this thing. Um, Las Vegas officials hold pop up vaccine clinic at a strip club. I just thought that oh, was my. a great choice of words. Pop up vaccine oh, clinic boy. at a strip club. And there's a big old picture here of, uh, I guess, one of the uh, performers getting uh, getting their vaccination. Okay. Uh, so this <laughs> the story is from AP, and it says, uh, wearing a French-made-inspired lingerie costume and high heels, dancer Jojo Hamner, I thought it said hammer at first, but it's Hamner waited patiently to get her COVID-19 vaccine in a line that snaked past a glittery hostess stand under a red light chandelier. So they got the special effects and everything. When it was her turn, Hamner sat in the chair and held onto a small feather duster that completed her costume while a nurse administered the shot into her already exposed arm. <laughs> so I mean, that goes without saying, right? Hamner then right. waited nearby for the for the required 15-minute observation. But that was a crowded area. Sitting with other vaccine recipients and leather chairs between plush purple booths, vacant stages, and empty poles at this strip club in Las Vegas. This is just the most Vegas thing I've ever seen, said one of uh, said, she said of the experience. Uh, Larry Flint's Hustler Club with a spinning disco ball casting rainbow colors on the walls, but more lights turned on than usual, was an unconventional sight for a walk-in vaccination clinic. But as government officials and health workers try to address the slowing demand for COVID vaccine, they are increasingly turning to creative ways to incentivize people to show up and get a shot. This is just another way to access our population, says Joanne Ruper, Rupipper, the chief nurse oh, of Rupipper. <laughs> Rupipper, the chief nurse of the S Southern Nevada Health District, who monitored the walk-in clinic. It might attract some people who like the novelty of it. I suppose she says. You think? <laughs> you think some people would be encouraged to go into a strip club to get their vaccination Dennis Lee? uh well i don't know i don't know I, usually you go get a vaccination after you go into one of those I <laughs> well it uh says that a hundred people showed up uh before the strip club opened for its usual usual business well, that so was I, probably I, just for the buffet <laughs> i don't know they were just no <laughs> no hey Oh hey, my you're gosh. not going to eat those, are you? <laughs> I, you know, I used to hear, <laughs> I used to hear people talking about having buffets at some of these uh, adult clubs around Atlanta. They, they do have them. Yeah. Okay. First of all, and this is off the shot thing. First of all, are you really going to go in there and eat it off a buffet in one of those places <clears throat> with that food in that room exposed and I mean, well, now pre-COVID, people weren't thinking about those kind of things. Well, I'm not right? talking about the COVID. Uh, I'm just. Oh, okay. <laughs> not, that's not. Well, they they 
They wear little nets, you know. So, um, you know, I don't know that you. Oh, that's, a, that's a king uh, crab for you, BP. <laughs> oh, he deserves some kind of thing there. Oh, yes, he oh, try. Can you give BP the clap? Uh, what? Apparently, he's already tasted the crab. So, um, the jeez, uh, someone had to go in and do it. Um, he was the one. <laughs> let's see. All right. There's a. Um, oh, boy. Some people. <laughs> some people who showed up to get shots admitted they were re- were reluctant to get the vaccine, but decided to go for it if it meant visiting a strip club. Well, I guess it worked on some people. Uh, well, I never wanted to go to one, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Can you mother see? talk me into going? <laughs> telling, telling your wife, honey, I've got to go get this shot. You know, I, I'm, I not, mean, go, I'm not going to see the girls. Okay. I'm uh, going to go get the shot and I'll bring home dinner. How about that? <laughs> from the buffet. <laughs> from the buffet. So two ninety nine Rob- a pound. <laughs> oh, Roberto. Rocky Mountain. out. <laughs> Oysters. Oh, my God. <laughs> So Roberto, who lives near the club, said he had been putting off getting his shot, but realized he could get it in order to resume his love of traveling. Monty said he probably would have gotten a shot at a more humdrum venue, but decided to go to the Hustler Club because it felt familiar. Okay, Monty, so you've been there before. (laughs) (laughs) Are we talking about the club? Oh, my goodness. I was going to wait and tell you that, said Las Vegas resident Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Michael Uh, Myers. I'm serious. That's what the guy's name is. They let anybody in that club. I mean, (laughs) really. As he stood between a full-length picture of a naked woman and a sign promoting social distancing. (laughs) 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 Oh, gosh. Oh, you couldn't make this up. I Uh, I don't think those really go hand in hand. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) no pun intended. Oh, boy. Meyer's wife, Lisa Harper, so different name, said he changed his mind when she told him they could both get it at the Hustler Club. I said, Flint's Hustler? Huh? What? Uh, Oh, the shot. The shot. Yeah. I said, Flint's Hustler. She said, Yeah. I said, Oh, let me consider, Meyer said with a laugh. A lot of people that wouldn't ordinarily do it, a lot of guys, they said, they came here because it's Hustler. His wife, Harper, said, to take away the stodginess of it, to make it Hustler, it's very clever. Uh, Mm. Says, nothing like vaccination. Nothing says vaccinations like a stripper pole, said the couple's friend, George, who joined them to get his shot. Oh, Myers is 70 years old. <laughs> so, all right. Well, um, Myers said he was disappointed there were no dancers on the stage while he got his <laughs> shot. <laughs> but, but at least I got the scope of it, he said. Uh, I got my injection and a warm meal. That was great. Um, 25 oh, cent wing gosh. night down at the strip club with injections for all. Mm. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, only in Vegas, right? Uh, the club offered its own incentives to show those 
to show who, well, to those who show proof of vaccinations, a membership card giving them and five friends free admission, a complimentary bottle of alcohol, dances from a vaccinated entertainer, and other perks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I felt so good after my vaccination, <laughs> I got up on the stage and licked the pole. Um, <laughs> nothing can take the, me down now. What those other perks are, they don't expand on that. But. Oh, I thought they said perps. I didn't know they... Perps? perps. No. What kind of place are they running down there? Oh, Jeez. gosh. Okay. Well, <laughs> you, know, you got to oh, hand it to goodness. them. Well, yeah, more than likely you did if you had to go in there. (laughs) (laughs) And shortly after his trip, Mr. Myers, 70 years old, passed out on the sidewalk. Okay. Really? That's it. No, I'm just, you know, hey. That was was the last day right there. (laughs) You can't stop that. (laughs) No, you can't. Gonna bless him. He got his COVID shot and fell face first. But uh, that's an interesting story, Don Wayne. I definitely didn't expect to hear that. Well, I'm gonna post that one because it's. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna tell that story for the rest of the week. Uh, It's such a wonderful picture here. It is uh, Uh, with uh, the the dancer and the feather duster. Yeah, yeah. Sharing is caring. They say. Um, But she is in a mask. She's just wearing a mask. Mask. It's a leather oh, mask, but oh my! What is it? One of those. Uh... Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it too far, so I'm gonna leave it alone. Um, well, since you brought up you know strip clubs, and uh, we might as well talk about this new report out that global warming is boiling our testicles, <laughs> suggesting what? a new animal fertility crisis is on the horizon. So. Yeah, animal fertility. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you don't think about it. Um, but there's a Dr. Thomas Price, a senior lecturer of evolution, um, ecology and behavior at the University of Liverpool, has had a lot of time to consider how humans are at a disadvantage because of because of our external reproductive organs. <laughs> I well. mean, you know. They are on the outside, but they're packed away. I mean, unless you're in one of those nudist camps. Um, you know, some animals have <laughs> testicles inside their bodies, Donald Wayne. Um, um, how long is this story? <laughs> not very long. How but many times? Others you- need- <laughs> I'm going to say that a lot, actually. But <laughs> others need the testicles outside of their bodies, so they'll be cool enough you know, their testicles, to produce sperm in a process known as, anyone, Bueller, anyone, spermatogenesis. Spermatogenesis. And oh, that I was think right I on the shirt <laughs> I almost that said has that. that on it. <laughs> what, what did you? Oh, that would have been a jinx. Um, this has a well-known downside, though. As Oh, there, uh, give that one to BP. He already had his other one. This is a it could be a downside though. Um, as Price did research on testicles and fertility, he learned about the downside firsthand. No pun intended. Um, five years ago, <laughs> back when we could all meet up, he said, we used to play 
five-a-side football at work. I don't know where this is going. Price told Salon by email. I did a um, Van Dyke-like defensive tackle on one of the PhD students who was uh, about to shoot. Unfortunately, he followed through and booted me in the plums. <laughs> um, you can guess what the plums are. That's, uh, Fruit of the loom, right? Yeah, yeah. So he recalled, uh, as I lay there, I, I, it really brought home to me what a terrible, terrible idea it is to have external testicles. Elephants, dolphins, and hedgehogs all have internal testicles. They're very smart animals. I really think it would be a, a lot better if we did too. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know there, Doctor. You may be able to shove them back up inside, but I I, I mean, I'm just thinking outside the box. Um, I'm getting a little uncomfortable. Yeah, well, you should. <laughs> it's making me kind of nauseous. Uh, the risk of excruciating, embarrassing, and arguably comical blunt force injury is not the only downside on having your testicles outside your body. This fact has been demonstrated by the work that was being done by Price and a team of ecologists. Um, and you can imagine what that work involved. Uh, Price was the senior author on the study, and subsequently he published in the Journal of Nature Climate Change, which proposed that climate change could cause extinctions among species with anyone, anyone, external testicles. Um <clears throat> You know, it's, it's, it's not hard to ascertain why, they say, if species need their testicles to be kept at a certain temperature so they can reproduce, there is a risk that they become less fertile as the planet's average temperature rises. So I guess you could say if you were working a hot, hot, hot and sticky environment um, for the majority of your day, could that then also have an adverse effect on your reproductive abilities? You know. Um, Can I respond to that? (laughs) You don't have to. You don't have to. Um, You know, (laughs) so so this, (laughs) to go skip down here, it says climate change can have a multitude of impacts on an individual's health, especially among vulnerable populations. The research team behind the study told Salon by email at the time, for pregnant mothers, extreme weather events can impact access to antenatal services and increase risk of heat-related illnesses. Mothers living in low-resource settings are particularly vulnerable to these effects. But um, they've done an extensive study um, that that even went to say that... um, found population sizes of mammals, birds, amphibians, reptiles, and fish have fallen by 60. Did we lose you? Hello, Dennis Lee. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yes. Well, I I got... I got slapped right in my plums and thrown out of the room. I don't I th- know. I think somebody's counting how many times you said testicles is probably. Well, just uh, for that, I'm going to say it one more time. <laughs> so make sure that you keep them at an even temperature. It's, you know, it seems like the moral to this story. Um, you know, like a car with an overheated radiator, it will start to spew. Um, so 
you know, so if you want to keep uh, oh, keep things at an even keel. But that's all I got about that. I, I'll put that on Facebook. I'm sure that oh, everybody yeah. would like to see <laughs> the pictures that go along with this. Can you do uh, that on Tall Tales? So. <laughs> <laughs> And, oh and boy! I'm so glad that my story inspired that story, or, or whatever. It did uh, before I even knew it, but I was—I did, you know. I feel like I really didn't stand even close to what you put out there. So, well, you know, there was but, no stripper you know. poles or feather dusters in your story, but that's okay. Right. Yeah, I'd- that's right, BP. Um, I'm going to need a bag of ice over here. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, so, oh boy. There's so many things to do with that. So many uh, things. Why is a special burger at a Minneapolis restaurant such a big hit? I don't know, Donald Wayne. Know, you know, you know what the story hit. I'm talking about, do you? Uh-huh. Uh, owner Cindy Bursette believes the burger induces labor since creating it. 31 women have tried it and gone into labor by the next day. Um, a burger served at a Minneapolis restaurant has become a huge hit since creating the hamburger. Well, it just said that it's, it's repeating itself here. Uh, Bursett has given the burger, the special powers, a special name. The labor inducer. So I, I guess if you're ready to go into labor, then you can go by this place and pick up one of these burgers. Uh, it says this beefy burger is topped with caramelized onions, bacon, Cajun. Uh, Cajun Did you sauce. say BP burger? BP. Beefy burger. Did you say BP or beefy? Beefy. Beefy. (laughs) (laughs) And some spicy mustard. Oh, boy. So it goes on to say a gut bomb like that's bound to induce something. I don't know. I mean, I just don't know that I would be, of course, obviously it wouldn't do anything to me other than probably make me sick. That'd cause anybody to birth, um, you know, (laughs) burp. No birth, birth. Oh. <laughs> what's what's the worst hamburger that you've ever tried? Can you think of a place? The worst hamburger I've ever. Yeah, tried? I mean that huge and outrageous and had way too much crap on it. Oh, um, that. Uh, oh, where in the heck was that? I think that was. Uh, well, I don't really remember now. Um, it's like one of those burgers. I've seen a family member eat one of those that had peanut butter and and fried eggs on it and something. something oh, really? Something. Yeah, I can't I mean, imagine. I used to hate those Hardee's. I think Hardee's had the worst commercials. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Would would it have like three layers of meat in there and all kinds of stuff? I mean, you know, and then. I mean, I've never found people eating hamburgers an attractive thing, but you know all the ads no, they were running no. and 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 the and the juice running down their arm after yeah. they bite the burger. It's Somebody just, get her a napkin! <laughs> my goodness, 
it's just she hungry. She didn't. She needs to eat a burger, but my goodness. Yeah, it's I'm just not not interested. So I haven't been to Hardy since. All right, mm-hmm. just one other little thing here. A property owner calls the police after a couple tries to get married there. Oh. <laughs> the couple's wedding invitation asks attendees to come to the Florida State for the festivities. The 16,300-square-foot mansion, however, belongs to Nathan Finkel, and he doesn't do weddings, so it wasn't their place. Uh, Says, good morning. I'm Steve Inskeep. A Florida couple found the perfect spot for their wedding. Golly, why do these people repeat themselves here? Mm. Uh, Courtney Wilson and Shanita Jones invited people to come to the Wilson estate. Sadly, the property belonged to someone else who doesn't do weddings. The couple told Mr. Finkel it was God's message that they should marry at his house. But Finkel sent his own message to the police (laughs) who had the wedding party leave. So can you imagine just inviting yourself and all your, your wedding guests to somebody's property that, that you didn't own or not at all. Not really. didn't, didn't ask them if you can have the wedding there. Uh, and I think, you know, God's message, probably they misinterpreted that. Right. Uh, um, so, yeah, it was a short little ditty there from NPR. Okay. That's his brand. We're stronger than ever. He starts making fun of your age, your mental state. He starts going after you in ways that this is, I mean. I said, come on, Donald. Come on, man. It's, how many push-ups you want to do here, pal? You know? Right. I'm joking. <laughs> is he just enticing you there? Yeah. Um, I think I can do three. about those push-ups. Well, you know, um, <laughs> it's not about it's the quality not it's not about how many you can do it's, <laughs> That's right. it's whether you enjoy it or not right it, well exactly and never look anybody in the eyes um, I always say so and that what uh, never look anybody in the eyes oh, okay um Here you are, you and the rest of that fairy tale trash poisoning my perfect world. Now tell me, where are the others? Eat me! <laughs> I've tried to be fair to you creatures. Now my patience has reached its end. Tell me, or I'll... No, not the buttons! Not my gumdrop buttons! All right, then. Who's hiding them? Okay, I'll tell you. Do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man! I know the Muffin Man, who lives on Drury Lane. Well, she's married to the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man! She's married? No. I mean, scandalous. Um, you know, I don't know why I feel, felt that that would be a good segue into talking about my pet monkey. I mean, the uh, pet monkey story that... Uh, yeah, the man, Muffin Man just, goes to the pet monkeys? Yeah, the Muffin Man goes to the pet monkey. Um, 
So there's a story that a pet monkey actually attacks a neighbor after breaking loose in Nevada. So um, it looks like uh, Nevada's got a bunch of crazy stuff going on. Um, a, a pet monkey on the loose in a suburban Reno neighborhood caused chaos after the animal reportedly attacked residents on Tuesday afternoon after they just got their COVID shot at the strip club. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I threw that in there. Uh, concerned neighbors called authorities shortly after noon, reporting an escaped baboon and had scratched and bit four people in the area of Hunter Glen Drive in Somerset. Um, you know, that sounds like, what is that movie? Um, the one with, uh, oh man, Morgan Freeman and, um, uh, Morgan not Freeman. Contagion. Anyway, I'll think about it here in a minute. Oh, the um, pandemic thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was from a monkey. Um, <laughs> Washoe County Regional Animal Services told News 4 that the monkey was actually much smaller than a baboon, and the owners have proper permits to own the exotic pet. However, it remains unclear how the monkey got out. Um, outbreak. Yes, thank you, BP. You have 500 points for that. Um, depending on the circumstances of the monkey's escape, animal control does have the ability to issue fines and cite its owners. Authorities have reportedly taken the monkey into quarantine to make sure the animal doesn't have rabies um, or other various illnesses. I mean, no telling, you know. Um, according to the Washoe County Regional Animal Services, quarantine involves keeping an animal in a controlled environment where it can be held in isolation from other animals or people in order to observe for signs of illness or abnormal behavior. Um, yeah, dogs and cats who have been identified as causing a break in the skin of a human being uh, by its teeth are required to be quarantined for a period of not less than 10 days from the date of exposure. And it's unclear how long the monkey will be held in quarantine. Um, you know, bad, bad owners, bad owners. Um, so, uh, several residents shared videos of the animal casually prowling across front yards. One video of the camera pans to show a man appearing to be holding a gun outstretched as he coaxes the, what, where the hell did the tiger come from? Um, oh, <laughs> the, from the, the tiger from May 9th. Okay. Um, my goodness. You know, this one animal at a time, people. Um, but, yeah, so I, I believe that the monkey will be okay. I don't think it has COVID or anything. So, um, you know, keep your monkey inside. Just don't let it roam out freely uh, if you're going to have a, a pet monkey in your family. Um, there was also a quick story about a beetle that lived in a boy's ear for a year after doctors mistook it for a wax plug. Um, okay. You know, I don't know that I'd be using that same doctor. Yeah. They obviously um, has a vision problem. Yeah. The, uh, a Swedish child had a black beetle living in his ear for a whole year, despite several doctors examining him and determining that the soreness and discomfort, discomfort he was experiencing was due to a wax plug. Now, 
Why could they not take that wax plug out of his ear if they thought it was therefore a wax plug? You may say. Yeah. Um, the ear problem started for the three-year-old um, in June 2020. The boy's mother, Emily Wilborg, said in a Facebook post Saturday that she and her husband woke up one night uh, that month to the sound of their son screaming. The three-year-old was panicking and hitting himself in one ear and slapping himself with the other. She said, uh, worried about their son's condition, the family who live outside Helsingborg, a coastal city in southern Sweden, called emergency services. A healthcare responder told them their son might have an ear infection. You think? Um, he, he would. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's over there slapping himself in the side of the head. The next day, the boy felt better, but the family took him to the healthcare center to have the problematic ear looked at. The doctor who examined him told the family that their son had a wax plug, an abnormal build of earwax that blocks the ear. That sounds like a plug, yes. Said so the doctor just looked extremely fast and said it was a wax plug. I think they should have examined it much more carefully. Um, but a total of six doctors examined the boy's ear over the course of the next year, Donald Wayne. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, so much for health care in that, that Well, yeah, that's, that's problematic. They, and they all determined that it was a wax plug, and they prescribed all these various cures that never did work. You'd think they would just be able to clean the boy's ear out, flush it out while he's there in the office. Um, but it says no one suspected it could be anything else. Yeah, I'm, I'm really questioning the, the health care over there in Sweden, Donald Wayne. That's... Um, that's, Wasn't that one concerning. of those countries they were bragging about, the, the liberals last uh, year? Uh, I think so. That um, socialized medicine over there? I don't know. Maybe maybe it was another one. You know, um, that. Uh, so eventually one doctor filmed the three-year-old's ear, determined it. that it was a wax plug, and referred him to an Angle Home Hospital outside Helsingborg so that it could be removed. There, surgeons unexpectedly removed a one-and-a-half-centimeter-long black mealworm beetle from the boy's ear, which the family brought back home in a plastic tube. Uh, yeah, what's where's the q Do they not even have Q-tips, tweezers? Well, I mean, what about a vacuum you know. cleaner? I mean, have you ever used a vacuum yeah. cleaner? Yeah. Well, no, um, no, I've used <laughs> one of those ear candles before. You set your side of your head on fire. Um, the cone, I, yeah, the cone, yeah. Um, I like the, the doctor saved. I did too. I felt like it was very therapeutic. Um, burned some nice incense. Uh, um, the <laughs> mother said, "My husband, who was there, told me that several doctors came into the room to look. No one had ever seen anything like it. Really." Um, and then uh, Miss Wilborg says, you know, I hardly know if I dare to trust doctors anymore. Yeah, if that thing was living in the kid's ear for a whole year and you've already had six doctors look at it. Um, you know, but Small says that the, um, um, they said that small children rarely allow you to look properly and dig deep. In addition, max, wax may have settled around so that it becomes an embedded object or an insect or whatever it is. Um, the boy's mother said she was angry that so many doctors had missed the beetle in her son's ear. 
The fact that six doctors couldn't see better is a riddle for me. She wrote in her Facebook post, I'm so angry, disappointed, sad, irritated, pissed off. Um, that's quite a bit. Uh, it is completely unacceptable from all doctors involved in this. And um, there's a nice little picture of the uh, mealworm beetle on there as well. So, yeah. Did they get um, it out alive? I, I don't know. It didn't say if it was alive or not. Yeah. It was in a plastic tube, so it was probably snuffed out, being with that wax all built up around it, like a little candle. So, exactly. I mean, it's not exactly. that deep. <laughs> it's like, let me out, please, please. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's the world we live in. Well, my dad had a uh, outdoors on the front porch one time when I was a kid. Had a candle bug you know night moth whatever you want to call it fly into mm-hmm. his ear and oh my yeah and and went into the ear cavity and stayed there and did not want to come out of course he's dancing around uh rather oh boy wildly and uh we were i, I don't remember my my grandfather helped him get the the candle bug out they must have gotten tweezers or something it oh. did not want to come out and it was it was kind of scary Jeez. Yeah. i would pro- probably go berserk or something <clears throat> like that happened to me too i'd be traumatized um <laughs> that'd be a little much have you ever had one of those um what do they call them uh earwigs call them no they uh palmetto bugs you ever had one of them palmetto bugs just land on you in the middle of nowhere. You're sitting there chilling in the backyard in your chair and maybe enjoying the fire. And then one of those huge flying cockroaches lands on your, <laughs> on your shirt. Um, Did that happen to you? Savannah, it happened to me in Savannah one night. I tore, I tore the screen off the sliding <laughs> door, the, the table that I had that had uh, drinks and stuff on it. The table was gone, <laughs> broke a glass. It looked like some it looked like I was beating my own ass is what it did. <laughs> but you know, after that nobody really talked to me or messed with me or anything anymore, really. They come to think of it, they all kind of looked and pointed and whispered. So What did you have some you know. kind of glowing shirt on? Because usually they're attracted to light, especially if it's at night. Well, was it I night had the TV had the TV going in the living room. You can see it through the sliding glass window with the you know football on or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was that was that was bad. I tore up all kinds of stuff that night. Yeah, I hate that. Don't like I it. hate Man. hate the ones with the wings. Oh. That's that's the mating ones. They're looking for a mate. Oh well. That figures. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh boy. <laughs> and so now we know that you attract palmetto bugs. Oh uh, well. Um Put that on the list. <laughs> okay, so we threw with monkeys and and ear monkeys things. and beetles, yeah. yeah. Monkeys and beetles, oh my. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we talk about movies from time to time, and I was going through uh, a list of the worst films that were ever made and of course this list is a very extensive so there was a lot of bad 
movies made over the years. It goes back to 1934. And of course, I know probably no one in here, including myself, would recognize anything from 1934. But in reading the titles of some of these things, I just I thought I'd throw a few of them out there and then I'll get more current. But there was actually a movie made in 1936 called Reefer Madness. And I, I felt oh, yeah. like, have you seen it? Oh yeah, it's a that's a cult classic, Donald Wayne. You've actually yeah, what's, watched what's this? Really, yeah, I've watched it several times. What's really funny about it is they uh, portray people who smoke marijuana as <laughs> um, like they've done about ten lines of cocaine. And yeah, uh, I've, that's I've, what it says. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, well, they, they were very confused on what that actually did to you. Um, In 1936, yeah. I didn't even know they were worried about it then. But it says it's originally yeah. called Tell Your Children. Um, mm-hmm. And it's sometimes titled or subtitled The Burning Question or Dope Addict or Doped Youth or Love Madness. Those are all things that they consider to be titles. Uh, it says it's a 36 exploitation film and propaganda work revolving around the melodramatic events that ensue when high school students are lured by pushers to try marijuana from a hit and run accident to manslaughter, to suicide, attempted rape and descent into madness. All of this over marijuana. Um, Yeah. I've never known anybody that had any of that happen to him. I have. I'm surprised you saw that. Uh, I don't yeah. think I could sit through it, but um, it says it actually inspired an off-Broadway musical called, what did it call? I don't I guess they're going to give the name. Okay. Anyway, so that I, I was surprised to see that in 1936, that they were even worried about marijuana back then. Uh, the next one is also in that same decade. It's called... <laughs> Tell me if you tell me you've seen this one, I'm gonna really start worrying about you. The Terror of Tiny Town. You seen that? I have not seen that, Donald. Okay, 1938. Uh, let's see, where's uh, it? It's a musical. It, it remains the only musical western with an all dwarf cast. The film was pulled from obscurity as a camp classic after appearing in a college and midnight screenings in the early 1970s. Uh, It was included in the 50 worst films of all time. But yeah, that's an all dwarf cast and it's a musical. So 1938. Uh, Now this, there's one here. Did you ever see the Babe Ruth story? The, the original, Dennis Lee? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I actually like that movie. I saw it as a kid. Uh, it came out in 1948. I obviously didn't watch it in 1948, but it had William Bendix as, as playing Babe Ruth, and I don't know if you know who that is. Um, oh, gosh, now I can't remember the name of the TV show. Bendix? William, William Bendix. He was... Uh, yeah. <laughs> golly, I can't think of the name of the show now, but anyway... Oops, I just clicked on him. He was, no, I'm not going to tell you what. He had a TV show for a number of years. Okay. 
All right. The Five Maidens from Outer Space in 1956 was a low-budget British space opera film. What is with all these operas? Uh, known as the Fire Maidens of Outer Space is about a group of astronauts visiting an all-female society on a moon of Jupiter, not Uranus. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, let the record show that Donald Wayne started this. But they said Jupiter, so it's getting close. But they yeah. said that, that the special effects were so bad for this film that there's even a shot of an automobile driving past on on an alien alien planet. So while these these guys, these astronauts are on another planet, there's an automobile that drives past. So uh, huh. it must have been a real low budget kind of thing. And of course, you heard of the, of course, Plan Nine from Outer Space, which was oh yeah, a, a lot of people make that. fun of. Uh, yeah. I, did you ever see Santa Claus Conquers the Martians? No, I didn't see that one. Doesn't it have uh, young women in bikinis in that and stuff too? Uh, let's see. Because Martian children only get to see Santa Claus on TV, signals beam from Earth. Their parents decide to abduct Santa to make them happy. Uh, oh, interesting. Actually, Pia Sedora starred in that film, a young oh, Pia Sedora. Okay. Now, it doesn't say anything about, uh, what did you say, scantily clad women? Is that what you said? I didn't, but, um, you know, uh, bikinis-clad women like beachgoers. <laughs> the Incredibly Strange Creatures Who Stopped Living and Became Mixed-Up Zombies. That was 1964. Uh, they Saved Hitler's Brain. I bet you've seen that one. That was 1968. No? Oh, well, I, I don't, I don't, uh, best, I don't know. <laughs> They saved Hitler's brain. Okay. Uh, here's one in here, and I can't even say it. Now, it's, I'm on a, I'm on a, well, I don't know. This thing's too long probably to post. It's an X-rated film, and it's a takeoff on Batman, but it's not about Batman. Okay. That's about all I can say. Um, yeah, I know. Batman and his sidekick, right? Uh, no, not Robin. Oh, well, no, it's not called Robin. You talking about, uh, uh, um, <laughs> uh, no, no, okay. Oh, don't do it. Don't wait. The cat woman, right? Know what you're no, talking about? No, no. Okay. All right. I don't know. Robin's, what's nick Robin's, Robin's nickname. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that somebody. I don't know Robin's nickname. In okay. here. No. In that particular movie, he has a different name. So it's it's been so I've heard called called the worst pornographic film ever made. I mean, that's pretty bad. You can mess up a porno flick. Um. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, here we go. I, I spit on go. your grave. Oh, Caligula's in I've here, Disney. Oh right, well, I I don't doubt it. <laughs> It's it's also counted as one of the worst films ever wasn't made. Peter wasn't Peter O'Toole in uh, Caligula? Who was uh, it that was in Caligula? There was, was a, a lot actor. of people in there. There was a guy named uh, Malcolm McDowell. He's a fairly well-known. Yeah, Peter O'Toole's yeah. in there. John yeah. Gielgud's in there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, 
I hope he wasn't yeah. in one of those weird scenes. Um, oh, they were pretty much all weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, they had they had another one, Cleopatra and Caligula. I didn't. That must have been a follow up. Um, the lonely lady. All right, that's all right. Howard the Duck. I didn't. Did Did you see Howard the Duck? I did. I really don't remember much of it. So it must have been at a party or something. I don't really. The Garbage really. Pail Kids in 1987. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Dis. There's a movie called Dis. All right. I, that probably would take it right there. They didn't like Batman and Robin. Oh, well, that's because that was um, George Clooney. They didn't like the George Clooney version of Batman. No. I mean, who does? No, uh, no. I mean, we didn't really need him to be that funny. Uh, Glitter, Ben and Arthur. Let's see. I guess there's nothing. Catwoman. Oh, I, I remember that one didn't do too well either. Super Babies. I know who killed me in two thousand seven. Glitter, uh, glitter! How dare they? How dare they dog Mariah Carey? Um, was that, was that Mariah Carey? No, it's Jennifer Lopez. Oh no, that's Giggly. What, what did I say? Glitter? Yeah, you did say glitter. Oh yeah, glitter. Okay, that was. Uh, you're right. It's Mariah Carey. Yep. They didn't, that's, that's way down on the list for them. Um, Birdemic. I don't remember Birdemic. Shock and Terror. Did nope, you see that? Never one? heard of that one. Bird, <laughs> Run for Your Wife. <laughs> I don't remember that. That was 2012. Um, Hum Shackles. Whoa, Home Shackles. I that, should have known that movie was going to come up. I, said I don't a, think uh, that's, that's, not one, that's not a movie most of our audience is going to watch. There, that was 2014. Home uh, Shackles. Yeah, you Home know. Shackles. And then that's followed by the kidnapping Caucasian style. Oh my goodness! That, that was twenty. Where in the world did you get this list from, Donald? Uh, hey, it's it's Leonard Malton and all those people. Um, how about Dirty Grandpa? I kind of remember that when that came out. I didn't yeah, see it. I didn't, I didn't watch it. Um, Robert De Niro was in that. Well, that's and I, I like Robert De Niro until he became so political. Yeah. Um. And then it ends with cats. It, it's dog and cats. Guardians. Uh, that's not the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So, yeah, I guess. Uh, oh, I didn't like That's My Boy either with Adam Sandler. I didn't see that one. Uh, it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, <clears throat> it wasn't a blockbuster, but um, it was, it was mildly funny as Adam did, Sandler movies. Did you see the hottie and the naughty? Oh, no. No, Donald <laughs> Wayne, I didn't see that. <laughs> the Paris Hilton starred in that one. 
I, I believe it. I totally believe it. It got a 5% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Please. Okay. Well, that's that's pretty much it. Actually, the funnier ones were the ones before the uh, before recent times. Some of those titles, except for the one that I can't can't talk about here. Freddie got Jeez. fingered. I missed that one. <laughs> Did you see that one? I don't know that we can talk about that one either, Donald Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> it's some kind of prison movie or something. I don't know. Who's Tom can, Green? Uh, uh, oh, Tom Green's in it. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, well, let's he, see. He, he wrote and directed popular. it. Uh, it says Green Stars is a 28-year-old slacker and cartoonist <clears throat> who falsely accuses his father of child molestation. Hmm. Okay. Yep. That was 2001. All right. Oh, yeah. And the uh, you remember the Battlefield Earth, wasn't that? The John Travolta thing where he had the dreadlocks and yeah, looked so weird. Yeah, that too much. That, that didn't, that didn't work much. out for him, did I think that was kind of when he started sliding there, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Allegedly. I'll, I'll end with Fatal Deviation. I did not see that one either. I must have missed. Oh, they're, they're dogging the Avengers movies, 1998. Hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I, the Avengers, that was the, the TV show. They did a takeoff on oh. that and did a movie. The British thing with Ralph Fiennes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you know, so I guess uh, you can't please everybody with some of these things. Well, as you shouldn't, um, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's some pretty wild uh, titles you had there, though, don't we? I miss the beast <laughs> of the Yucca Flats. <laughs> well, how can you overlook that? I mean. <laughs> or Monsters uh, A Go-Go. Jeez. Oh, gosh. Oh, I, I'm. Wait a minute. Wait. It's the creeping terror. There was something. Oh, gosh. Isn't that going, Vincent Price? Uh, uh, no. I no. The creeping terror. I'm. I'm in. My uh, computer screen is rolling. No. Uh, the creeping terror was 1964, and it was. Uh, Oh, I don't know. It matters who it was produced by. But the movie is about a large slug-like alien that lands on Earth and terrorizes a small town in California. Uh, The film is memorable for its use of some bargain basement effects. Stock footage of a rocket launch played in reverse to depict the landing of an alien spacecraft. And the monster appears to be composed of a length of shag carpet draped over several actors. So uh, that's pretty bad if people are picking this out of watching the movie. Pretty Uh, bad if they watch the whole movie. (laughs) The creature's victims inexplicably stand still as the slow-moving monster approaches them. I mean, how many times have we talked about that? In the old horror movies, people always fall down. You know, these slow move, even in the old zombie movies, you know, the zombies would move, you know, one foot like the old mummy 
and yeah. uh, people would fall down and wait for the creature to catch up to them. So, right. Oh, yeah, God. they're always tumbling down in the horror movies. Can you imagine watching a movie that looked like shag carpet draped over some people, and that's that's the creature? Um, not for any length of time. No. <laughs> 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 oh. Well, you did watch Jeez. that one that I couldn't figure figure out why you did, but uh, oh, that's a classic. Nineteen thirty-eight. Gosh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I'm done with that. <laughs> Let's put that one on the shelf. Uh, a wealth of knowledge there, Dogway. I know it's. Uh, thank you, Leonard Malton, for that. Well, Dogway, we've got a story here about the debate over UFOs, and it's about to get more intense as an article on the hill uncovers the truth is out there or is it um <laughs> I appreciate that uh that was the tagline for the popular science fiction tv series the x-files where the central plot device was the united states government keeping secret of existence of aliens from us remember that donald wayne i used to watch it um uh, religiously for yeah, a long time well, i didn't next, make it to the huh? end i didn't make it oh, to the well, end season can, yeah i'm sure you can go back and binge watch all that that's the new rave now so binging watching a show for five days straight <laughs> um so next month some of the truth will be revealed as congress receives an unclassified report from the unidentified aerial phenomenon Phenomena. The Phenomena Task Force. The the task force was set up by the Department of Defense in August 2020 to detect, analyze, and catalog (laughs) Mulder UAPs that could potentially pose a threat to U.S. national security. Um, So, you know, uh, UAP is an acronym coined to avoid the public and media ridicule often attached to the term UFO. Well, it's all in the same bag. Um, you know, uh, nearly half of Americans think the UFOs represent aliens visiting Earth, Donald Wayne. Um, you know, well, you know, it's, it's not reassuring for that to be less than the number of people that believes in ghosts. So, government secrecy on the issue contributes to the conspiracy theories that swirl around UFOs. Even though UFO simply means unidentified flying object, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's an alien. It could be a foreign entity, um, you know, just another devious government, you know, flying. It just means we don't know what it is. Yeah, just we just don't have a freaking clue. So, um, in fact, they have some of the trappings of a new American religion, they say. Scientists are in awkward position regarding UFOs. On the one hand, they're fairly confident that there is life beyond Earth. I mean, we just found magic mushrooms on Mars. And who knows what we'll find on Uranus. Dramatic progress in the search for exoplanets means that there are about 300 million planets that could host life in our galaxy, Donald Wayne. Um, and the nearest of which is less than 20 light years away. 
Uh, intelligent aliens probably do exist, and it's unlikely that we are the most advanced civilization. Lord, help us if we are. <laughs> so uh, we will not be in good shape if we are the at the top um, there. So on the other hand, evidence that UFOs represent alien visitation is very weak. Most sightings can be attributed to weather balloons or astronomical phenomenon, phenomena, such as meteors, fireballs, um, not the one in the bottle, and the planet Venus. I don't know why they didn't stick your anus in there. I guess they don't have much coming from there. There are many resources giving mundane explanations for UFO sightings, including some of the Navy videos that have caused such a recent stir. I mean, you know, um, in the X-Files, it says Scully was a skeptic and Mulder was a believer, a more sympathetic character whose suspicions were justified in real life. The writer says, my money is with Scully and the skeptics. Well, you know, there's got to be skeptics and there's got to be believers. I, for one, believe that um, there is there is uh, life out there on other planets. And they've probably been coming down here and looking at us and going, nope, I don't think so. Let's take a couple back with us, though. We could probably have a good time. Uh, they get in a lot of trouble. So Take the president. Uh, <laughs> Take the, take the president. Um, you imagine that. What if they just picked us up and took us out, and they're going and partying in space, and they're like, oh, look, we got another human. Check it out. And then they return us with these memories of, you know, being defiled and whatnot. Um, <laughs> yeah, when actually that direction. Just, <laughs> when actually Alien probing. Just... Just had a good time with us, you know. Uh, hey, let's make a pit stop at Earth. Um, yeah, remember that. You know the uh, the answers out there. Um, remember the what, Donald Wayne? That movie, Aliens and Cowboys. Yes, uh, with um, Harrison Ford. Yeah, Harrison Ford, and then the uh, what's his name that plays James Bond now. Well, you dropped off again there, Dennis Lee, and you're still working on your set. <laughs> oh, uh, you're just having uh, issues, aren't you? Uh, well, it's called a mute button um, and not hang up the phone, so I just keep hitting the wrong one. <laughs> Maybe they need to relabel that. Maybe they do. do. I'm going to write Podbean and uh, take issue with that. Yeah. But they did a probing there in that movie is the only reason I, I brought they that did. up. They um, did. Well, you know, probing's pretty popular if you hear, uh, you know, m- most most of the abduction, abductions uh, say they've been probed in one way or another. So, uh, I don't know. You would think that they but, would be able to know, physically examine somebody, though, Donald Wayne, and detect if they had been probed or not. I I would imagine, you know, yeah. Something maybe. internally maybe possibly disturbed. You could see that. You know, <laughs> it I know I would be disturbed. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if, if, if one of these things or some of them turn out to be alien craft, I mean, they have to be more advanced than us. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to get here. Well, 
because we can't get there. Right. Well, you know, a lot of people don't always say that they're already living among us, you know, um, that uh, they either live down in the ocean or they're just living among us and disguising themselves. And a lot of people actually believe they're running the current government. So, um, you know, the old, uh, well, old even that people. men in black movie, yeah. <laughs> old lizard people. So, um, I don't know. I remember, uh, remember in the first uh, Men in Black when, when he uh, saw, uh, was it Michael Jackson up there? Yes, right. and he was one of the aliens. I knew it. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's all I. That's yeah, uh, all I got about that. I one. saw a film the other night in the news where um, one of the Navy pilots they released uh, that. Some unidentified aircraft was tic tac. Tic tac said it looked like a tic tac. Uh, I don't remember him saying that. He was just talking about the speed of the thing, uh, how fast the Navy pilot was going, and then that thing was staying away from him. So, oh man, I don't know. I really don't know. You know, you wonder if they if they do have the capability of getting here. Why, why they haven't made themselves known, or why they're afraid to make themselves known? Well, um, yeah. I saw one news story where they seem to be concentrated over areas where there's military uh, installations or uh, secure sites. You know where where there's weapon systems and so well, forth. Well, so, yeah, they said they had that, and they also said that every time that a uh, nuclear um warhead or they had a nuclear um test that there was always sightings around a live nuclear test out in the desert or wherever they were holding one yeah mm-hmm. like they were keeping an eye on what we were doing you know send phil down there to check out what those earthlings are doing now <laughs> God, goodness sake there's some bright light over there and New Mexico, they call it, and uh, let's see what's going on this time. They probably one of the those things caught them damn selves on fire. So, yeah, they probably maybe they're just trying to check out our capabilities. Yeah, I just uh, you know just, it would probably be like you know they're just look at them. They're so primitive. Uh, do we even want to mess with that right now? No, let's let's go to the next solar system um, and see what we come up with. Uh, we'll we'll. Mark this one down as we'll circle back around to it. And, um, yeah, they've got some growing to do. I saw a program the other night, just bits and pieces of it. It was about uh, they found a solar system where there's a planet similar to the Earth. Oh. Uh, But it was circling (laughs) its star every four hours. So (laughs) that's pretty swift. Uh, can you imagine having having a four hour day? <laughs> well, the sun. I mean, about the huh. sun would almost be racing across okay, the sky. I sleep for thirty minutes. And that's it. <laughs> and work me all day and all I mean, night. If you think about that, I mean, just all those things make our life what it is, and and the way the universe, our our Earth is set up, and our day cycles and all that. Just change that by six hours or change it by 12 hours and 
and we'd have a totally different kind of existence. Well, I was watching uh, what we were watching a movie Insomnia over the weekend with uh, Robin Williams. <laughs> just needs. Oh, need longer. Just days. that she needs longer days. Well, you better <laughs> shorter. You better one. soak it up until June twenty first, Jess. Because um, what June twenty first yep. is the summer solstice, longest day of the year. Then it's all downhill yep. from there. Start whittling Start away. Whittling away. Next thing you know, it's ho, ho, ho. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, huh. But, um, yeah, that was all my my space activity there. Was that planet system have a special planet? Uh, I don't know. Huh. I, they... The, the special that I watched was said that, you know, what they look for when they're looking for another Earth kind of planet out there on these other uh, systems is uh, they have to be just the right distance from the sun, you know, so they can solidify because the further out you get from the star, then more likely the planets are going to be uh, gaseous or, or uh, whatever. Uh, jupiter is yeah. i mean it's was it methane yeah, or something it's, methane, it's i mean you know the planets all those different planets made up of different elements you know you got weird water in uranus and um you know venus uh, it's got a lot of gas to it so you know <laughs> so you just have to be just at the right distance from that star so it's 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 really amazing if you it is think about it our our situation is just it was the right distance for everything that's happened here to, you know, to work right. for now, for now, now the other story. And what is that? I don't know. <laughs> well i was i was gonna do something if uh, the time was oh, right but since yeah. why don't you go ahead what is uh, what's this what, what oh i thought it said screwed bear claws uh, but it's <laughs> let me adjust my glasses okay oh okay. why don't you just go ahead and do your second well that's a quick it's a quick little story yeah. there, Donald Wayne. Um, it's it's really hard to keep the lips and I the mean, tongue in the, the right place sometimes, isn't it? Stuck. Um, <laughs> there's a woman finds dozens of severed bear paws while walking with her kids. Um, this happened. In, Where is she walking this, with them? This is in uh, British Columbia. A Canadian woman was hiking in a western province of British Columbia on Sunday. Came across a. Uh, uh, numerous disposed animal parts, including those of several bears. Um, Brandy Hansen made a gruesome discovery during a walk with her three children on a road near Shuswap Lake, located in south of uh, the province, CBS, or CBC News reported. The dumped animal parts mostly consisted of approximately eight or... <laughs> Aider? <laughs> Aider, will you come over here and bring me another water, would you? Um, 80 severed bear paws, 
Hanson told CBC. She was disturbed by the sight of it. Well, I would be too. That's 20 or 30 bears, she said. Whoever did this should be caught and held accountable. That is very disturbing. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to a bear to attack me or anything, but to go and hunt the bear and cut the paws off and, I mean, you know, I don't know. It just seems uh, sick to me. The animal parts were scattered across the road and and uh, and in an adjacent ditch and culvert. They said upon taking a closer look, we saw some fur. There we saw some paws that were declawed with the fur still on them. The sick son of a bitch declawed the paws. Um, sounds like some kind of satanic ritual. There were others that had the skin removed that were declawed as well. And then when we looked over in the culvert and it was just paws upon paws and there were some skulls in there as well. What kind of twisted sacrificial stuff is going on up there in British Columbia? Um, they said that they were shocked and dis then disappointed and then disheartened to think that an individual would be responsible for some such egregious act. Uh, this is nothing hunters or taxidermists would do. It was a chop job, she told CBC. Um, and they said from a distance, the bear paws almost looked like human hands. Um, yeah, that, that would be freaky because once you skin the bear, that's true because I've seen a picture of it before. Um, once you skin a bear, they, ought, I, they eerily look like a human from afar. Um, well, you know, the, a lot of people use those for jewelry and necklaces. Uh, a paw? Just, well, the, the claws. Mm. They, they'll make necklaces out of the claws Jeez. and stuff. That's, yeah. Uh, you know, somebody may have been, they may have been afraid they were going to get caught or something, and they just threw it all away just to... Uh, Get rid of the well, evidence in British, or not have it in on British them. British Columbia, the sale and possession of bear parts is illegal, people. But bear parts can fetch thousands of dollars on the international wildlife black market, according to CBC News. And traditional Asian medicine, bear bile and gallbladders are believed to have medical properties, while bear paws are seen as a delicacy by some. You sick freaks. According to a report I mean, by an animal legal and historical center, um, that's just disgusting. I mean, all the things that we've got to eat in the world, and people are going to, you know. Well, people eat monkey, gravitate they, they towards eat monkey that. brains too, Donald Wayne, and they're not, you know. <laughs> um, okay, that was in the Indiana Jones movie. I don't know if that's no, true. No, it's true. I've seen it. Yeah, There's, you've yeah, seen I've it. I've seen it on a video. Yeah. Yep, they eat the monkey brains um, out of the monkey skull. So from the locals, the common feeling is we think it's poachers. We don't want, know anyone in the area that would do that, she told Global News. Um, but yeah, something is uh, wrong there in British Columbia. Probably is poachers, like you said, Donald Wayne, but um, you know, making jewelry and whatnot. But I, I don't know. That's, no. that's, that's horrible. Horrible. I mean, I've seen it in some of those uh, out outrigging shops, you know, wildlife stores. They they have 
necklaces and stuff with claws on it. I mean, it's been years, so hopefully they've stopped all that. But right. yeah, that's 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 a shame to to kill an animal for something like that. Yep, I agree. Um, I was thinking, I was looking at what Jess was saying about more than 24 hours in a day. Um, let's see, is Mars, do you, I don't guess you probably know off the top of your head how much longer it takes Mars to rotate around the sun than it does us. Um, how much it takes Mars to rotate around the sun? Yeah, I mean, their days are going to obviously be longer than ours. Um, there was one planet that revolves around a star in another solar system that takes 48 years to go around their star. Uh, so Mars uh, <laughs> takes Mars rotating around the sun. Um, orbits the sun and completes one rotation every 24.6 hours. Yeah. It's, what? yeah, it's very, it's very similar to uh, one Earth Day, actually. Yeah. Well, now the difference between the rotation of the planet and then the, then the orbit around the sun. Uh, so it, but it, so it, it turns on its right, right. So it spins, right? Okay. Yeah, it, uh, it takes, but it's year. It's year. Yeah, How it long takes, does it take? It, it takes six hundred and eighty-six days to complete its orbit around the sun. Okay, so their their year would be longer than yeah, ours. Yeah, their years are, are longer. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's equal to six hundred and six hundred eighty-seven Earth days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you might get a little extra time there. Yeah, well, you know, if or if you just, you know, <laughs> shot put past that and end up on your anus somewhere, it's uh, that would be a sight. Um, I th- I think it could, um, it could just uh, yeah, it, it could make you younger. Yeah. Um, actually, I think Biden. Okay, now I won't go. There. Oh boy, I'll leave. I'll leave the man alone. He's got enough. For for Wacky Wednesday, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow night's a different story. Okay. Well, I guess we can uh, roll this baby then if you want to. Okay. Well, you know, thank you. Oh, what? Is is there a leak over there? What happened? Oh, some cool, refreshing drink. There. There you go. Uh, BP, have another. You don't have to drive. Um, so <laughs> well, he is at work, probably. Uh, so well, I mean, that's what I mean. Have to get have home. To drive right now. Uh, he's <laughs> he's taking a sponge bath. Um, it's uh, I'm live on the Facebook feed. <laughs> goodness. <laughs> My goodness. Um, <laughs> so. Hey, that would be fun, wouldn't I it? Get, we could, we uh, no. It might be dangerous no, though with the electricity. No, it doesn't sound like fun, Donald Wayne. Um, remember, this is a family show. Um, That's a thought. The uh, certainly couldn't do it with the camera, but oh my goodness! Uh, 
Okay. <laughs> you gave me an idea there. You gave me uh, an idea. Well, another one chalked up to Dennis Lee. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, if you'd like to um, Twitter us, <laughs> you know, do that at TristalkWGMoon. Uh, if you'd like to email us and complain about this segment or any other segments or give us ideas about something you'd like to hear or send us those pictures, <clears throat> BP, um, then do that at tristalk69pts at gmail.com. Um, now, you can also reach us on Facebook. Uh, encourage you to follow us there to read uh, the stories that we use. All the shows are posted on there. And some uh, usually some pretty cool photos we'll add to there. There's already a good bunch of them on there. Uh, but please follow us and help us to boost that page. We appreciate it. And you can also get us on Spotify at Tristalk, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, LinkedIn, Listen Notes, and Playa FM at Tristalk. And we're on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9.30 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. And um, we greatly appreciate you. Um, we love you and we couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much for being here. Bueller. <laughs> okay. Um, is that me? Is it? <laughs> no. I don't oh know. Um, thinking about the... Uh, <laughs> okay. Still thinking about the... Uh, COVID shots. Um, <laughs> oh boy, nothing like organization. Well, you know, uh, I can't. Uh, I, I, uh, I can't get a uh, just a quick <laughs> serious a, thought a quick out of it. There, try. Uh, Jesus, Tall Tales in the Rabbit Hole <laughs> is now on every Friday and Saturday at 11 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. So Friday and Saturday. At 11 p.m. Eastern, where you can get weird and explicit, but no sickos or wackos will throw you out and ban oh. you for life. But uh, what better time to get weird than on a Friday or Saturday? Well, night? I mean, really? So, um, so, um, actually, what I was trying to do is uh, pull up the next song to get out of here, but I can't get what I want. So, <laughs> I still haven't done that site oh, yet. Geez, uh, forgive uh, me. Geez. I'll try to have it really? by Sunday. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, that's work, 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 work. So uh, yeah, we appreciate everybody spending time with us tonight. It's Wacky Wednesday, and tomorrow night we'll have to be serious. Um, so I'm a closing thought. Oh my! Get out of here, yes. aliens! Yes. Go probe someone yes. else. I, th I think I saw something fly by. <laughs> um, closing thought is from Joan Rivers, and she once said, I knew I was an unwanted baby when I saw that my bath toys were a toaster and a radio. <laughs> so she got the hint very early that she may not be appreciated in the family. Oh, well. 
Um, at least, at least you didn't get those toys when you were a kid. <laughs> and I'm very thankful for it. Um, I bet you oh, are. Um, so I guess uh, I'm still searching here. Can you can you hum a few bars? Whoa! I can do better than that, Donald Wayne. Uh, let's see. That's just great. Why? Why? You know, it would have been great. Why is there? Do <laughs> you know the song "Give a Little Bit"? Have you ever heard that song? Um. Yeah. I have actually. <laughs> oh, okay. I bet. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. It might have to work, Donald. Boy. Ah, moving, moving. Oh, do I recognize this? Yeah. <laughs> Is it going to sing? Oh, yep. <laughs> All right, well, you you just play that and and when you when you tone it down, I'll know when to cut off. But uh, you want to grab the lights, Dennis Lee, and we'll. I'm going to turn them out. Get out of here. I'm going to pull them out. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. I got the light switch. Y'all have a good night. Yeah, everybody have a good night and stay safe.